This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. What episode is this? <clears throat> we, well, that's like, we've got multiple, like this is like Celebration Central right here. It is. So, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Oh, they don't make noise. Oh. That's all right. I'm Hold so on. disappointed. Oh. I like, there's your noise. And all, all the people that are just listening are like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so we're blowing the, um, yeah, but it's Frog like. tongues. Frog tongues. There he is. George knows. Hmm. I've never, I actually didn't know that they like party. Is that what you call them? No, I just made that I up. I thought it made a kazoo <laughs> noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, when you get to the like, end. Like one of my kids has one of those and they're super obnoxious because they, they just go around the house like, wah, wah, Exactly. Wah. So, so for those listening, we have the frog tongues as George has educated <laughs> us on. Party and frog then we tongues. have some hats that are basically dunce cones. <laughs> Yes. Or birthday party hats. Or birthday, or birthday party, party hats. hats. One of the two. Could so. go either way. <laughs> so that's my limit on wearing the hat. Okay, yeah. let's go. Uh, that's oh, yep. Is that actually, so I feel like it's that's starting to cut into my scalp. But why are way. we blowing the frog well, tongues? So I think there are two totally reasons. Well, we okay. can say there are three reasons. <laughs> okay. So reason number one, it's our 25th episode of the Ooh, season. Wow. Also, I was looking, I believe overall, like over the lifespan of Radiant Reflections, this is our 95th episode. So we're getting close to okay. our 100th okay. episode. But. Which is cool. But also, as of. 8.30 this morning, Yes, we had 755 oh, subscribers. Wow. Whoa. Which means, George, what does that mean? That means coffee party, y'all. Yes. Coffee It's going to happen. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Josh and I are going to brainstorm on what the next step is going to be. We've got a, a cup. I ordered, I ordered oh, a sample, so okay, cool. it should be here tomorrow. Oh, beautiful. My sample cup should be here tomorrow. Beautiful. Uh, we got some Pam. Looks. I have no idea what, what you guys <laughs> okay, are talking about. So what about. we did is we made an initiative. We had like 700. <laughs> no, we didn't even have 700. We were at like six, six something. Okay. 600 subscribers something. on the Radiant Life YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. So that's messages and uh, podcasts. And we told the viewers and listeners, if we would get 750 subscribers on the YouTube channel, we would do a coffee tasting party. Josh and I would host. We would have a variety of coffees. We would make lattes, cappuccinos, cortados. We would make espresso shots. We would do Kalita 185s, Chemex, Hario. This all sounds boring. I didn't hear Folgers and I didn't hear McCafe. There will not be a a Folgers (laughs) in the You know what we need to do? We need to actually put some Folgers in there I'll get you guys some. I can hook you up. Like it's it's (laughs) something super fancy. And everybody will like it the best. And what we want is somebody to be honest with us and be like, JB, you said this was really good, but it is not. <laughs> like, I'm or, pretty sure this is like this is Q graded. This is like a 975 on the Q. Or they're gonna say this is the best coffee I've ever had. <laughs> they could and do the instant too. Like, like I'm the, the, the instant. Christine's <laughs> <laughs> dad <laughs> likes that. We still have Sanka. one from ten years ago. The Sanka coffee. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm getting well. hints of. Is that is that cardboard? Is that <laughs> what is the one where April on uh, Parks and Rec goes to a wine party? <laughs> And oh. she pretends she's like, I'm oh, tasting she like- old bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what That's I was so saying. Good. Oh. But at any rate, guys, thanks so much. We are over 750. I Josh and I are gonna brainstorm mm-hmm. about a thousand. When we get to a thousand subscribers, there's gonna, gonna be something, something like crazy, crazy epic. Maybe a cash prize. I mean, we'll get crazy. Ooh, we'll get crazy. 
I like that. You know, we're going to say Pam will enter. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it is episode 25 and it's a special episode. Before we talk though, yes. let's uh, uh, let's do yes. coffee. We have two other tasting professionals here. Let's, so I let's don't go ahead. No, if you want to call me a professional. Well, so far, like before we started rolling. <laughs> oh, that's good. You, you had a, well, Jamie, you have to tell us what it is <laughs> we're drinking. Okay. Oh. Mm. Here's what you're drinking. I'm not going to let you see the bag. Okay. This is from Long Road Coffee Company in Jacksonville, Florida. My friend, uh, Trip Kimball, his son is a roaster there. Uh, we had the A1A blend last time. Uh, that was mediocre. This is delicious coffee. This is really, really good. It's an Ethiopian from the Shantagolba region. It's organic. Mm. Uh, sorry, Sadamo region, Bensa district. And it's a natural process, meaning uh, to get the cherry off of the bean. It was natural. That process of doing that was naturally uh, occurring so like the sun or something yes they oh. lay them out in in uh flat um just flat on sometimes oh. concrete uh slabs yep all right here we go there are one two three there are four tasting notes mm. well it's ethiopian so it's gonna be fruity mm -hmm. correct mm. josh you are learning mm. i mean i know what i know fruity. what i taste let's hear it <laughs> say it pam i mean so far again i've never gotten it right me neither and i'm so, supposed to be the coffee dork i taste grape <laughs> grapes okay good I've got this nailed. Okay, George, yeah. let's hear. Okay, squid, gummy bears, and <laughs> and gargonzola cheese. This squid. is no, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, Absolutely, what is gargonzola no, no, no. cheese. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, uh, um, chocolate. It's a good guess. Okay. That's a great guess, Josh. You are last. And I will be last place in all guesses. It's really, really know. good. I do. Coffee. Yeah, the grape. There's I, okay, something yes. like that in there, isn't it? It's uh, like they yeah. poured grape juice yes. in it or something. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Not in a bad way, but it's something like, I want to say it's more acidic. So, so I'm trying to think of like fruits that would be. Like a acidic. citrusy. You're, you're on the right path. But I, but I don't know if it tastes citrusy. I'm just covering the more. bag. Now, smell the bean and see if you change your mind. Do you smell anything specific? Hmm. Coffee. <laughs> Cover the front I'm of the not, bag I'm there, Josh. Looking. I'm not looking. Okay. All right. Let's see what George says. You, you hold it for me. It has a specific... Oh, wow. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. This is primo coffee. With the smell, I'm almost... And this is going to be way off. But I, like... The smell of the bean. I want to go like strawberries and cream. Like it's oh. got like a okay. Like a the sweet, tasting smooth. is completed. Okay, Josh, strawberry jam. <gasps> you got it! Wow, way to go, Josh! Good job. Hey, nice. but the two of you with grape, it has pomegranate. So oh, that's close. Very, very, very yeah. close taste okay. there. Honeysuckle. Oh, and brown sugar. Brown sugar. Way to go, Josh. Oh, Rock and roll. You I mean, got no, it right. Now, here's the question, because part of this is like, mm. once you once you hear it, because yeah. like now it's like you taste it, yes. and then the semantics. It, you have the words to put to the right. feel and flavor. Right. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's very Strawberry good. jam. Because mm -hmm. it does. Like, it does have... Yeah. I, I have a couple coffee questions that I thought of. Okay, before. let's... George, okay, we'll, I don't, don't want take up too much time. But do our very best. One of my coffee questions is, okay, you know how... Um, uh, wine is paired with food. Yes. Is there a pairing, a food pairing with yes. coffee? So definitely there are people that do that with pastries. Ah. So uh, there, there's two brothers in the Kansas City 
uh, metro area, they own a shop called Messenger, one of the best shops in the country. Nice. One of the brothers is a professionally trained pastry chef. The other is a coffee guy. Mm. And they have fresh uh, baked breads and pastries and coffee, and they will do pairings. Oh, wonderful. So it's not very common to do that, but... Maybe we should happen. do that for our coffee party. <clears throat> Figure out a way to like Param. do some pairings. Yep. It's pretty much Bear claws from yeah. Yoder's. <laughs> <laughs> it goes good with everything. Everything. <laughs> Fried it, pies. Is it desserts then? I mean, like yes. steak and coffee, they don't. Uh, you know, really there are go. some people that do coffee rubs on steak. Oh, definitely. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I put, I had coffee and spaghetti sauce at one point i remember in now. spaghetti you, you, sauce? yeah you ground it up now that i remember you it a very small amount to get the acid out maybe maybe i don't you know sugar though yeah sugar mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. interesting <clears throat> i don't i've so. never done any of those mm-hmm. things and i have so. a follow-up question would okay. you ever sorry if this is like dude taboo you're good We're having would fun. you ever ice this kind of coffee Absolutely. Okay. And in fact, when we do our coffee tasting day, George, we're going to use, we're going to do some Japanese cold pours. Nice. So, okay. To give you a description of what that is, the two cups that you drank, the two cups that we drank, were each 400 grams of water. Okay. So, a Japanese cold pour would be you take half of your water volume and you put it in your vessel, your brewing vessel, mm-hmm. in ice. Then you brew the other half of the volume with blazing hot water. <laughs> And that hot water hits that ice and it very slowly dissolves as it goes over the brew bed. That's a Japanese cold pour over there. It's the smoothest coffee. Very, very delicious wonderful, coffee. So wonderful. We will do it. It's good. We've had that, we've had that before. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and for our 25th, I have a quote. A oh. coffee quote. Oh, gosh. George, okay. George came, came guns loaded. On, man. Guns I was, loaded. I was reading he this. He wants to okay. get asked back, I think. There is... Um, <laughs> oh, I see something I like. Literature. Have you ever read it? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Beautiful yes. book. Wonderful book. And look it. This is my second time through. Yeah. So here's the coffee quote. All right. All right. You probably know Tell where I'm Tell the going. listeners and viewers uh, the title of the book again and then the author as well. Uh, okay. So... Ooh. Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Harrison Warren, uh, Sacred Practices yes. in Everyday Life. And she goes through, yes. like when you wake up, marked by baptism. Oh, it's just so rich. You, yeah. uh, you, w- you wake up and then you go through your day, your ordinary day, mm-hmm. and how God is present in if you're stuck in traffic, if you lose mm-hmm. your keys, mm-hmm. if you argue with your spouse, if you... All this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had a quote. She had a quote. Where is that? Sorry. This is the editing part, right? Uh, no, okay. Dude, we, 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 leave, we leave all this in. <laughs> oh, we all just goes. We don't cut anything, bro. <laughs> 130 to 131. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to hand you this quote, but um, this is what she says. And this is beautiful. Uh, she says... Um, the church had has a reputation for being anti-pleasure, right? Anti-pleasure. Many characterize Christians uh, in general the way H.L. Mencken Riley uh, described Puritans, people with a haunting fear that someone somewhere might be what? Happy. <laughs> in reality, the church has led the way in the art of enjoyment and pleasure, New Testament scholar Ben Worthington uh, points out that it was the church, not Starbucks, that created coffee, uh, coffee culture. Coffee was first invented by Ethiopian monks. Uh, The term cappuccino refers to the shade of brown used for the habits of the Capuchin monks of Italy. 
Coffee is born of extravagance, an extravagant God who formed an extravagant people, who formed a cro- uh, who formed a craft out of the pleasures of roasted beans and frothed milk. <laughs> huh? So, I love everything about that, George. So that's good. Every the, bit of that. Here's the quote. And <laughs> yes. that's, that's for you guys. George, that's thank hilarious. you. Yeah, you're that's awesome. wonderful. I'm going to hand that to you, JB. That is wonderful. And that's a great book. Mm-hmm. Viewers, listeners, you want to pick that up. Tish Harrison Warner also has a book uh, called Seasons of the Night. And it's Did she it, do about the darkness. Yeah, yeah. It's through the comp line, which is the last uh, part of your, your offices for prayer. And it, uh, it it's about. Uh, loss of pregnancy oh it's a really really moving book uh she's amazing she's an anglican priest i would highly recommend the book that george just referenced phenomenal (laughs) yeah it won awards i mean i think it was i think it was book of the year like christianity today when it came Hmm. out and it's funny because i got it about two years ago and i'm like oh this looks neat yeah. And I went, this is rich. It's game changing. It's it's very game changing. Yeah. And I'm like I said, my second time through, and it's 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 vibing with all the sacred practices yes. that you guys have been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um obviously from the pulpit too, and then um and just my basic experience in life. It's slow down and yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. We need it. We well, need it. Hey, uh, we have, as you can, if you're if you're watching or if you've been paying attention while you're listening. But if listening, they're listening, they can also. They can also, like, hopefully distinct. recognize there are four distinct voices here. Uh, so we have with us two special guests. We yes. have uh, on my left, we have George Earl. You guys, that's where you say hi. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> I keep thinking. He's been talking yeah. already, so he feels like he's already he's said like, hi. Uh, real, real quick, like, give us a 30-second bio. Who who are you, George? Uh, okay, George Earl from, uh, originally hailing from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, moved here with my wife, Christine, in uh, uh, 95. I teach at the middle school, coach uh, high school tennis, uh, boys high school tennis, taught the girls, or coach the girls for a little bit. Um, I teach with... Pam's husband, Jeff. We have a good time. Uh, been coming to Radiant since um, July of 2021. Okay. And um, I love coffee. Rock and roll. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> to my right is Pam Carey. She's our ministry director, coordinator. Coordinator, whatever. Yeah, Doesn't we matter. say, this is our, ch- our joke in the office. <laughs> when something gets done and Pam's around, we're like, you just got coordinated. <laughs> because it happens. She's pro at it. But, which, I mean, real quick, for those that are like, like, okay, what the heck is a ministry coordinator? Like, what? It, unpack that yeah. a little bit, Pam. For people that are like, she says that every time she's on stage, yeah. but I don't know what that actually means. Sometimes I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Is it wrangling? Um, it's, so when I was hired in, it was for um, scheduling our change makers and coordinating events. Yep. And now it's kind of morphed into more things. Um, I'm on the women's ministry team. And then also do a lot with our data system, planning center. Um, I like troubleshooting. I like problem solving. That's that's fun for me to do. So if people run into a hiccup, I like to help with that. And um, just helping where I can with different ministries and different events that are going on. And then uh, most recently, you know, I, well, and I host. I host on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday was my... Uh, inaugural <laughs> maiden time, voyage. My maiden voyage being up there a little longer by myself. <laughs> uh, and, and you did a fantastic job. I agree. Now, so for those of you too, like one of Pam is is probably the most nicknamed staff member. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But because of all the stuff she does, one of those, uh, we affectionately refer to her as the overlord uh, at, <laughs> at, at Radio Life. <laughs> Not in a sacrilegious way. Don't worry. No. Just calm down. Uh, but Pam, you had, I want to actually go to like, but before we get into the message, I, w- I want to take just a, a minute or two. You kind of, as, as you were wrapping up the message yesterday, you made a statement and I want you to just briefly address that, right? You talked about this idea of not feeling worthy of the calling that God mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. your life. And you said, and and what I jot down is like, hey, you might not feel worthy of your calling, but God is mm-hmm. worthy of our obedience. Mm-hmm. And that was like, like a in a good way, like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. I think, mic drop. Talk, talk briefly for you what that calling kind of looked like. There might be people watching or listening. And, and they're kind of wrestling with, they're not sure what that looks like. What does it mean that you have a calling mm-hmm. on your life? So just yeah. again. So I'll go really brief back to how I ended up at Radiant Life, which is um, I was working out as um, the HR director at Glen Oaks and just started to feel like I shouldn't, I'm, I'm not to be here anymore for whatever reason. And heard a message that Ryan talked about getting out of the boat and trusting Jesus and following Jesus. And I... Um, really felt strongly like it was time for me to leave and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but I felt like, okay, if God's calling me out of this, he's going to be with me through it. And, um, at the same time, apparently, uh, Ryan and Katie had been talking about, uh, adding a position at the church, which I didn't know about. And they had said, wouldn't it be funny if Pam quit her job and came to work at Radiant Life? (laughs) Again, not knowing all of this was happening. Um, so, you know, whatever. It all worked out. Ended up at the church um, and really thought I was just going to do spreadsheets and scheduling and, you know, those types of things. And it just continued to evolve and morph until uh, about a year ago. I, I was taking a shower because that's where a lot of my uh, I hear a lot of God talking to me in the shower for whatever reason. I'm not distracted or whatever. And I started to feel like this um, calling like I was potentially into like teaching on stage and i've never thought of myself as a teacher like and because i think of my like when i think of teacher i think of going into the schools and teaching and i've just never thought of that being something that i i would do or that i was gifted in doing but i started to feel like okay is this me like that i'm just saying that i'm you know i have this desire to go on stage and teach or is this actually like God talking to me. And so I just kind of was like, I'm not going to say anything to anybody because, you know, they might be like, well, what are you talking about, Pam? So I didn't say anything. I think that was around like a November or sometime in the fall. And then we went to the conference in March. Oh, exponential last year. Yep, in 2022, 2022. And we had a time of discernment. We got back and, you know, Ryan said to me, I don't know, a couple days or the next week after we got back, he says, you know, have you ever... I don't know if you've started it with, you know, this might be a weird question, but have you ever felt a calling into ministry? And I said, well, actually, yeah, but I didn't <laughs> want to say anything because I didn't know if it was me or if I was actually hearing God telling me that. And um, and so he, you know, we talked about it and he encouraged me to pursue my licensing and um, just had several ICNU conversations about, you know, when I am on stage hosting, you know, what he sees in me when I'm up there and what other people have maybe encouraged to me or have said to him again it's that encouragement to when you see a gift in somebody and um 
yeah, so that's just kind of how it started to evolve and kept taking classes and put off the preaching class until the end. <laughs> <laughs> Divine timing. Yeah. So I think it worked yeah. out. <laughs> yep. So that's, yeah, it's been really cool to see God working. Okay. Out of curiosity, have you taken that APEST? I haven't yet because okay. I've, this last month has been. Well, yes, so you're, you're in your class, which is a little crazy. <laughs> so. And I'm, I'm really curious because I, you know, when you talk about not feeling like you're a, you know, like a teacher type mm -hmm. person, like I have a, I have a theory, but we'll wait. I don't want to skip okay. anything that you take. So, but <laughs> cool. Uh, so you brought the message yesterday and this was in the more series, mm -hmm. right? but we talked about what some people might not consider a, a practice but it is. Mm -hmm. You talked about the practice of community. Mm -hmm. So let's let's <laughs> jump into that. Mm -hmm. um, George or JB, was there anything in particular that jumped out to you from what, what Pastor Pam brought uh, <laughs> yesterday? George, what do you think? Yeah, I uh, a lot of good stuff. You did a wonderful Thank job. Thank you. And <laughs> Hard so to you see got, my notes. You got, you so. got a bunch of notes. There. I've That's got a good. notes and cup of coffee here. Um, so uh, when you talked about God being a community, and um, mm. there's perfect love in God as a community, I think that was real impactful because. And then you referenced us imaging God. Mm -hmm. So as we image God, we are meant to be. We are created for community, mm -hmm. as you said too. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was. A good place to start with God mm -hmm. <laughs> Himself, and mm -hmm. that—that's where we start uh, as we understand what what perfect love is within the Trinity, mm -hmm. the Triunity, and we are to image that to other people. Mm -hmm. That stuck out to me. Yeah, I, I had that 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 same thing, George. That the ultimate community is the Triunity. Mm -hmm. You know, this perfect example of of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, being one but distinctly different mm -hmm. and just as he wants us to be one but distinctly different um another kind of piggyback onto what you were saying george and i i got the image too of the body itself mm -hmm. and your challenge i felt like uh to community is to find and, and be connected mm -hmm. like con there was connection uh i had this image in my mind of you know what do we uh call some a person who is missing an arm this is graphic but we call them disabled mm -hmm. right they've been disabled through accident or uh i got this image that you know when we're disconnected from the body of christ the body as an image bearer becomes this disabled image mm -hmm. not fully what god <clears throat> intends not fully what god uh wants for us right. not healthy and whole mm -hmm. when we're connected to the head um talk more about what you you were aiming for people to understand in that trinity just to see that you know uh first of all god sees community as important and i think sometimes we we tend to um convince ourselves that it's not really that important um, I've heard people say, "Well, I don't need to go to church. I, mm -hmm. I can, mm -hmm. I can do the God thing by myself." Right. And you know, you read the Bible, you see that that's not you're not obeying God by being by yourself and not connected in with community. Um, but just also too that, like you said, there's there's the distinct the the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
within that, they all have different functions. They function differently. Mm. And just like us as the body of Christ, we all have different gifts and different functions and roles, like you said, that allow the church to to fully function like God intended for it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be healthy. So do you think like when you when you talk about the idea that that God is is by nature communal and we are his image bearers, do you think particularly in our culture, right, Western culture, which is very individualistic, mm-hmm. do you think that's uh, one of the ways the enemy works? Right, you go back to and um, if this gets long winded, I apologize. But like, like if you go back to Genesis, right, where where the serpent speaks to adam and eve ultimately what he does is try to instill in them this idea that they can be like god Mm -hmm. right this is the draw of the fruit do you think this individualism is a tactic of the enemy to again uh, try to get us to believe we can achieve the level of god god is inherently communal but God, as God, is also all-sufficient and self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. He does not require, I mean, mm-hmm. communal in nature, but but outside of the Trinity, he does not need anything else or anybody else. Mm-hmm. We were not created because he needed some people to hang out right. with, right? But yeah. is is the, the heavy focus on individualism in our culture a way that the enemy has tried to instill in us this idea that, well, God is all sufficient. Hey, JB, you don't need anybody. You right. can do this all on your right. own. Yeah. You can be like God and be yeah. all all self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's our cultural mantra, right? Yep. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yep. Like, oh, I'm a self-made man. Yep. I'm a, you, you, know. you touched on I that when she talked about independence. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe this I didn't culture. in first, maybe I only did in second. I can't, because I said some different things between the two. But yeah, absolutely. You know, when we... Um, that push for independence is I don't need anybody. Mm. And if I need somebody, I'm weak. That tends to be the the thought process that we, we have pushed on us sometimes. And we also think that if we're independent, that we actually have some control over something. Mm. And there's the and, idolatry. Yeah. And the um, you know, like I've said before, we say, Well, God, I, I think I can handle it better. Mm. And we try to we we fool ourselves into thinking that we have control over how our life ultimately, you know, things that happen in our life and God is in control Mm. and everything that we have is from him and a gift and a blessing from him. And so when we pursue that independence, it pushes us away from being dependent on God. It's a, it's amazing. I think the best the best picture, one of the best pictures you gave us yesterday, Pam. It, the enemy's so deceitful. He mm-hmm. he presents the exact opposite. So for those that didn't get to see the message or hear the message, you need to go back. Just and go back watch and watch it. it. But at one point, Pam, you showed this image of a bunch of wildebeests. Mm-hmm. It was a video, and then there was a cheetah, and the cheetah was like going around the peripheral of this uh, uh, of this. Herd, uh, herd of, mm-hmm. of wildebeests and he couldn't get in on them. Mm-hmm. Like he could not get to these wildebeests because they were connected. And you, you were sharing this point that the enemy and you shared uh, a first, first Peter first, first five, Peter. eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that the enemy is like this roaring lion or, or cheetah. Mm-hmm. But when we're alone and independent by ourselves, that's actually the, the space where we're in the most danger. Yeah. It's exactly opposite of what Western mm-hmm. American culture says. Mm-hmm. The protection is in the body. Why do you think that is? Why do you think God designed us 
to have the, I had that word written here, protection within the body. What, what, what did you see there? Well, I think it's easy when we're by ourselves um, and we don't have biblical community. It's easy to allow the enemy to take, to whisper, um, to allow us to believe things. And without somebody checking that, you know, outside um, speaking truth into our lives, it's easy to fall into that um, that lie and to convince ourselves sometimes that maybe the way we think or feel is right without somebody admonishing us or teaching us mm-hmm. or encouraging us. Um, even, even within the walls of your own home, sometimes um, community is within the home, but it's also outside of the home. It doesn't just end with your spouse or your children or whatever, because we can often play into each other and convince each other that we're right in the way we think or feel, and it may be way off base. And it becomes we need an to, echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we need people outside to give us fresh perspective and to give us God's truth, and who are willing to say the hard things to us sometimes that maybe within the walls of our home we're not willing to say to each mm-hmm. other. Um, but I think that there's lots of there's so many benefits to being in community, and some of those are calling out the lies of the enemy yeah. and being able to speak truth into each other's lives. See, what I hear you say there is that when we're in community, we actually have responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like we, that's, that's we, we, even within community, we can feel independent within that community mm-hmm. versus saying, no, Pam, you're my sister. Mm-hmm. You're my friend. And so when I see good or things that could harm you in your life, it's my responsibility mm-hmm. as a friend and brother in Christ to have those kinds of conversations with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I see protection there, but it does require all of us, each yeah. of us uh, to choose. George, were you going to? Well, I was just thinking there, there's a degree of, there's a, another sinister twisting of that independence where, okay, I see I need you, but only to a certain end. Oh. Like I'll use you. Oh, there, there, you know, you know what I mean. So, independence can can show up, can manifest itself. Where I, I'm just going to use you for my means, and then when I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Mm. You're still independent, but it's like a, I can't just describe it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know. And wow. even that becomes like that mentality is that isn't actually community, right? Like I've now made these people a resource for my own benefit Mm -hmm. versus recognizing what JB, that word you use responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like they, I am here as much for them Mm -hmm. as I am for my own, because obviously there's benefit to me, Yeah, but that's not necessarily, that's not the only reason why you get engaged in community. Community is about giving. Mm -hmm. It's about sacrifice. It's about laying down our own desires and our own wants for the sake of others. So, so that the body can be, uh, built up, mm-hmm. um, Pam. I want to ask you a question, and you can you can tell me. <laughs> you can tell us if you I don't. I asked Josh if you guys were going to throw me any curveballs, so well, I feel like this might is one be a coming. Ball, and you can decide. <laughs> but you know, you you started your message at the at the very front, talking about a season of darkness mm-hmm. and a season of hopelessness, where. Uh, as I listened to you, I got the image of a spiraling. So mm-hmm. like you didn't start like at the bottom of the pit. Mm-mm. You started somewhere up here. Would you just, I hate this way of saying this. Would you take us down that spiral? Where where did you begin that season of darkness and hopelessness? And what were some of the steps that the enemy used to kind of get mm. you at your lowest point mm. before you discovered the need for community? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, 
I've I've struggled with and I've I've had to deal with the anxiety for a good chunk of my life. Um but in the you know and and looking back over my life, I can see where there's periods where something happens and then the enemy whispers something and instead of recognizing that first of all as a spiritual battle, um I I I automatically think that there's truth to it, and I start. I I am good at doing worst case scenarios, <laughs> so that's a special skill I have. If you ever need one, um, but so it just started out where there were there were things, you know, little things going on um, that were being discovered in my life. And would you be willing to tell us life? one of those things? And if what not, was and if not? Yes. That's okay. Of course, but what was what was one of those small lies? that you took in and you believed? Would you um, be willing to share? Yeah. So, I mean, one of those was, um, you know, we had been talking about Holy Spirit and we had been talking about, like we read a chapter about the blaspheming, right, mm. of Holy Spirit. Mm. And the enemy started to tell me, to convince me that I had done that. Oh, wow. oh. Huh. Yes. Huh. The worst of all lies. Yes. I mean, the, the one, worst the one, of all the one of thing yes. that's unforgivable. Wow. Yes. You're in wow, that place yeah. of yes. feeling yeah. like you've done the unforgivable yes. sin. Ah. Yes. Hmm. That was, and that was like, I work at a church. Like, have I done this? You know, mm. I can't tell anybody, you know, that this might have happened. And, you know, the enemy just, you're too far gone for God. Like, you're beyond his reach. You mm. you know, all of these things. And, and then just other things started happening and, you know, people around me and, whispering you know even more see look at this look at this you know mm -hmm. and it just got worse and worse and like when you feel hopeless and like you like you're beyond god's reach that's a terrible place to be so you're you're at this place where you've believed like the worst lie imaginable mm -hmm. like this isn't even like a character thing this mm -mm. isn't even like a personality thing or like a flaw in who you are it, it's literally like the the most satanic mm -hmm. and demonic lie that that can kind of grab mm -hmm. its get its hooks in us mm -hmm. i know you mentioned a, a particular prayer time and a time with pastor karen mm -hmm. but where was that turning point where where did you start to see maybe a sliver of light it was it was absolutely in the room next door. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, we wow. were here in this office, and Karen came in, and I said, "Can I talk to you?" And so I just told her, you know, what I had been, what I thought, you know, what the enemy had convinced me that I had done, and she she just totally spoke mm. God's um, grace and truth. You know that God knows your heart. Like he, like that is not, that is the enemy, you know, trying to convince you that you've done this. God knows your heart. He, you have not done that, you know, and mm -hmm. just started speaking that truth to me. And, um, and, she, you know, she prayed with me and I started to feel hope like God does know my heart. Mm. You know, he knows. Immediately that during that prayer time, you began to feel hopeful. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there was some spiritual battle happening. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's good, mm -hmm. uh, George. Like, if you've got, do you have like a win, like a, a time where you've like you've experienced some of the 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 winds of community? What does that look like in your life? Uh yeah. Well, um, I'll go back again to the hand, hands up, hands on. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, is that I, mm -hmm. I said it right? Yeah, um, I referenced that back in February during the men's event. That was a huge win for me because. Mm -hmm. Just being in amongst our congregation, who I was still getting to know, 
and just uh, you know, Greg and Janelle. I don't know their last name, but Jordan. Jordan. Wonderful people. Just being in a prayer circle with them and being like, I feel like I know these people like deeper than I already do. It's it's a, I hate to use the word mystical, but I'll use it. You know, it's it's that community that was um, that was being built, and so that that week long time was a huge win for me as I said, I went into the middle school each morning going, all right, I'm ready for you kids. You know, it was a strengthening. Being with people strengthened me. And it wasn't just being with people. It was being with fellow believers. The right people. The right Christian Christian community. Um, and, and so that was a huge win for me that I still draw strength from today. And it gets, it gets punctuated each Sunday morning and, and, uh, Wednesday, we have a first Wednesday coming up, don't we? We do. So there's another opportunity. And mm-hmm. it just, it, the more you go, it just, it's kind of like building on that experience. But there are more experiences coming up. But I would point to that as a. That was kind a of a catalyst, one. like a, a community catalyst for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I hadn't experienced that before. If you've ever been to a Promise Keepers conference in the 1990s, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. But this was more intimate. Uh, and I, I will point to First Wednesdays, too. The first time I came to a First Wednesday, I heard somebody just sobbing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, this happens at mm-hmm. this church. You know, this happens in community. People just crying. Sorry, <laughs> Dude, you but, you know, but uh, it just, it, it, I didn't know who it was. I didn't want to look around going, wow, who's crying? But just that where people could cry in the house of God was, it was community building for me. You know, it was yeah. so several wins, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, several that's good. wins. That's good. So let's, let's run down that, that path a little bit about this idea of the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Pam, mm-hmm. you alluded to that in the message, mm-hmm. right? People right, right way. Right. I mean, because you you asked the question or kind of like posed the the challenge to people to examine their current community, mm-hmm. because a lot of people would say, well, I've got people. I'm connected Absolutely. with all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Right, what about man? the guys I drink beers with at the golf course? <laughs> right, man, we, we play. Nothing inherently right. wrong with that as long as you're <laughs> within a reasonable amount. But. And not running into trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's bad. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you've had so many, you're, you're hitting the other guy's uh, golf ball. That's uh, probably... Time to analyze the community. Mm-hmm. Time to analyze the community. <laughs> but I mean, examining and, and asking the question, does my community point me back to Jesus? Jesus, mm. or does it pull me away from Jesus? Mm-hmm. Let's let's all kind of like group group chat here. Uh, what does that look like? You know, what are some indicators of healthy community? How do I how do I actually kind of apply that as a filter mm-hmm. to my existing community to really yeah. really start to to look at? Are they pointing me back to Jesus, or is this something? Even if it's subtle, mm-hmm. to where they're 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 mm-hmm. subtly pulling me away mm-hmm. from Jesus. Let let dig into that a little mm-hmm. bit. George, Pam, JB, like who you know whoever wants yeah. to kind of jump in. I'll on that. start with complaining. Wow. Um, I'll start with that mm-hmm. because we are in a culture of complaint <laughs> mm-hmm. at this moment. We can find a million and one things to complain yeah. about, and God says, "Yeah, but I'm God," mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot more to be uh, you know recognize my blessings. So. Um, if you're in a community, and this can be, unfortunately, sometimes a Christian community, mm. 
where people are frequently looking for and marinating in the negative, just in the, oh, there's this and this. Yeah, the sun's out. Yeah, but it's probably going to rain. There's always that negative to it. Yeah, Eeyore. Yeah. You throw a beautiful thing out there and instead of building on it, your friends say, yeah, but, Mm. you know, that would be one indicator, I think. And now, which is not to say, like, I mean, because again, like, if you're in a dark, if you are like an Eeyore type mentality, you need community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, are you saying just like kind of if the overall culture of the yes. people you hang out with, that's the, that's the norm. It's not like, hey, we've got somebody who's in kind of a darker spot. We need to help them along. It's everybody that I'm connected mm-hmm. with. We get together and it's just like a gripe session. Yeah. yeah. If the, right. I think your key word there was norm. I mean, hopefully we can feel like. We can we call it venting, right? Yeah, and that's healthy. Mm-hmm. That is healthy. But if it's where you're stuck, if it's the norm, if it's the 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 go to, then I think that's an indicator. So I'm glad you clarified well, that. Pam Pam mentioned, you know, we as followers of Christ, we need biblical community, and she gave characteristics of of what that looks like. But she also said to us. You need to have unbelievers. Mm-hmm. You right. need to have friends and community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wonder as we unpack how we know those indicators, I'm not, I don't want to change course here, Josh. What are each of us doing when we analyze community and we see, ah, uh, this is actually. Mm-hmm. So George, like when you get into a group of, of friends and you're finding that, that complaining is just like the norm, what do you do as a person of light to sort of, I mean, you don't, you can't just completely mm-hmm. like, you know, leave. I mean, sometimes you need to, but sure what not. do you do to course correct? I'll come back with a question maybe. Okay. Uh, and just like maybe a, Pam can answer. <laughs> yeah. Clar- clarification. You know, I'll come back with a question saying, you know, so-and-so is doing, is that what's really going? I don't oh, know. That, I see. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's my, um, and that can sound snarky sometimes. And, and I, uh, you know, you got to guard against that, but just come back with a question. Is, is that really what he's saying? Or is that really what you think? Or, mm. So maybe maybe a little jab <laughs> at someone's um, mm-hmm. complaining, saying, "Now hold on," <laughs> you know. But that can come off very paternalistic. We got to be careful of that. Well, too. I mean, some of that I think depends on your tone. Again, and we were talking about this. Like I think Pam brought yesterday. You brought some pretty some gut punch stuff. Yeah. But you delivered it very gently. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like I think you can have those those challenging conversations mm-hmm. and question uh, behavior. It's all in our approach. Yeah, we were we were kind of joking about this in the office, like before we came to, to shoot. But like, like I'm not like I I'm suck at gentle. I'm kind of a jerk. So I'm an avoider. I'm an unavoider. So okay. Yeah. So so I mean, I think it is possible for you to have those those conversations. Some of it depends on kind of the the context and the the connection you have like i mean if i'm if i'm at a gas station and some random dude is like oh yeah it's probably gonna rain later i'm probably not gonna like right jump in because we're not in mm-hmm. community you haven't but, built that trust that right relationship. We, have, we haven't built that mm-hmm. that that rapport or yep. anything but if but if i'm hanging out with jb and jb's getting it well let's flip it because i'm probably i'm more pessimistic than you are right <laughs> so so if we're hanging out and i'm being like negative nancy right i think jb like there there are ways that jb could could kind of intrude in, in my life mm-hmm. to, to help call me out for bad behavior. Yeah. And I, you know, and I mentioned this yesterday that, you know, uh, sometimes we think that if somebody calls us out on something that they're not being loving, mm. that if somebody disagrees with us, 
um, that we're not being loving. And that's, that's not love at all. Like we need to love each other and help each other to pursue God and to pursue the life that he wants us to live. Mm. You know, and that was, that was one of those like gut punch things that you said, like if, if, if we don't, you know, if we're in community with somebody and we don't kind of call them out when they're, they're going off the rails, we're actually not loving that person, which mm-hmm. we're called to love one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is so countercultural right now because we it live is. in a culture where like, unfortunately the, the, the narrative is, well, if you disagree with me, like you must hate me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, like how have we gotten right. to this point mm-hmm. where we can't, we can't have divergent opinions from somebody else without, you know, thinking, oh, this is just, you mm-hmm. like Coke and I like Pepsi. We just can't be friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, because clearly, yeah. like, you know, I can't believe you don't approve of my choice of right. of cola. You know, like, right. I mean, no. it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but unfortunately, it's not much of an exaggeration. No. Oh, man, you get on social media or watch the news. I mean, that is the narrative, Josh. Uh, there's no intelligent conversation and there's no no acceptance of others even when they they do disagree with mm-hmm. us and i felt like that was some of the things that really came to the surface as you were teaching it was intelligent the way that you started and unpacked it and then called us to connect to community it was just a really it was it was a a, a very smart way that you communicated it but back to josh's question yeah. pam when what do you do in community when you find there's a dark cloud in your group. Yeah. Well, you know, and so one of the things that as far as I want to I want to quickly talk about is how do we know when we're in a community that's pulling us away from Jesus? Mm. And I think sometimes I, I mean, I think we all see it. Um we ha- we have somebody who's engaged. They're engaged in biblical community. They're mm-hmm. they're digging into the word. They're they're regularly coming to corporate worship and Sunday morning service and all of that. And then we see a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a new friend come oh. in. And then what happens? Yeah. We start seeing the, yep. the engagement fall off. Yep. And so that's a good place to start is when somebody new comes into my life, how did my relationship with Christ look before? Mm. And how does it look now? Mm. And sometimes that's a hard question to ask. But we need to be with people that are pointing us back to Jesus. If, if they're influencing us so much. Mm-hmm. You know, over and over again, you know, back in biblical times, they were called to, you know, they they weren't supposed to marry outside of the religion, you know, outside mm-hmm. of Christianity um, and outside of the believers of God because they would pull them away. Yeah. And it tends to be more so that when we are um, in community, um, and not just every once in a while, but when that's who influences us the most and who we spend most of our time with, if they're not followers of Christ, it tends to go the other way a lot of the time where we get pulled away rather than us pulling them in. And so we just need to watch that. We need to make sure that we're being the influence to pull them towards Christ and we're mm-hmm. not being pulled away. And we just need to be uh, watchful of that. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the Old Testament, that's why God tells them not to intermarry. It's not racial. No. No. It's he says it's so that you don't follow their yes. other yes. gods. Yes. That's the reason why. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that, I mean, and that a, a version of that command is carried over, right? Paul talks about the idea of not being unequally mm-hmm. yoked, mm-hmm. right? And and man, I remember lots of conversations with teenagers mm-hmm. over the years working yeah. working with youth, mm-hmm. like because I think I think sometimes there are good intentions, but but I would I would 
constantly tell them like missionary dating does not work. <laughs> it's evangelistic. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm the product I, of that. <laughs> and sometimes you it does, mess. you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay, yeah. well, uh, so, it so doesn't I'm, mean that God yeah, can't no. do it. I'm not saying Correct. he can't do that, yeah. but yes, but odds are, it's not his odds will. Are, right. I'm talking to like a 17 year old boy, right? Like, Okay, is the real reason you want to go out with this girl to reach her for Jesus, or is it because she's like super cute? I mean, like I'm just saying, sure. like I don't know if you're going to this. Also, statistically, yeah. Yeah. statistically, but I think yeah. it's good to to constantly evaluate mm-hmm. how that how we're being influenced by that relationship, and if we're being influenced in a way that's pulling us away from God, then we need to make sure that the people who are influencing us the most that we're in biblical community with them so that when we interact with with this other person that's come into our life that maybe doesn't know Jesus that that we're not being pulled away but we can be a good influencer to pull them towards Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So a before and after question mm-hmm. and being a fruit inspector. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the fruit of my mm-hmm. life pre and post engagement with this person? Like mm-hmm. uh, I know for me, Josh, you and I have talked about this before, it's my language. Mm-hmm. Like if if I get frustrated and uh I'll use, I'll use uh cra- course language, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, that's one of those indicators. Like I'm, and I'll say community expanded uh, fr- from things I'm taking in. Mm-hmm. So like what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, that's mm-hmm. in my sphere of community. Like I've invited this television show or I've invited this, yeah. whatever into my, my sphere into your home, into I mean, my I mean, home. I mean, this is, yeah. Yes. A guest mm-hmm. into my it's home. It's got a seat mm-hmm. at the table. In a sense. And when my language becomes uh, you know, I start using more curse words than just hitting my thumb with a hammer. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. <laughs> that is a big indicator for me it is, oh, that's bad fruit. Mm-hmm. Before I wasn't speaking mm-hmm. this way. Now that I've invited this thing into my home, I'm speaking in a way that is not honoring God. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not honoring the people who hear me use that kind of language. So language is a big, big Well, I mean, but I think extrapolate that to other behaviors, right? If, yeah. if man, I got plugged into this new group of people, and now I'm more likely to exhibit behaviors that I know don't honor God. Mm-hmm. That would be a that would be a, a way to kind of filter this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like I'm I'm again, and we're not we're not knocking, we're not saying you can't go out and have a beer with your buddies, right? But but like if you're like, man, I'm I'm hanging out with, with this group of people now, and man, I'm I'm drinking a whole lot more <laughs> right. than, than I ever used to, yeah. right? I mean, and an unhealthy amount, and an unhealthy yes. amount, right? I yeah. mean, Scripture is pretty clear about it drunkenness. Clear. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's not uh, not an option on the right. table for drink us. More right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> drink more yeah. coffee. Drink more coffee. I kept thinking, Pam, as you were sharing, and Josh, as you were just sharing, the proverb says, "Evil company corrupts good morals or good mm-hmm. values." Yeah. So when you get into a, a community of people that that is bent towards a way that's opposing Christ, don't think that your listener viewer. Don't think that you are going to be this shining knight or or what's the composite of what's the, of the female, female equivalent? I don't know what's a well women could be a knight, you could be a Pam would kick I, some butt. <laughs> Okay, we won't gender. We won't gender that. I'm on the battlefield. I'm on the fight. I don't know. Don't think that necessarily (laughs) that you are going to be the impetus for change in that person's life. You might be, but I think it's important to keep it on on the on an honest analysis to Mm -hmm. say, you know, like what's actually happening because we have to have a balance. Like we have to say. I can't be in community that's bending me away from Christ, but I need to be in community that's away from Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I need to be. Yeah. You know, Ryan, I think, has led us well in that. He's encouraged the staff particularly and encouraged the, the congregation to say, 
do you have any friends that are unbelievers? Right. And particularly for the three on the right here, mm-hmm. church folk who work at a church, that's a challenge. You know, it's a matter of prayer too. You know, as mm. people come into your life, okay, yeah. God, you know, pray for them, but say, okay, how what's is this, the purpose? What's this going? How mm. you know? How is this going um, in my life? What what's going on? And just ask God, mm-hmm. alert me, talk to me, uh, yeah. let me see if yeah. I'm being pulled away. Yeah. And I Help think that if we are engaged, like we're in the relationships with with people who don't know Christ, but we have biblical community. If we start being pulled this direction, our biblical community can speak that to us and point yes. that out to us. Hey, what's going on? To let us know when we're getting um, off track. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, even sometimes it's the environment in which we engage um, people who don't know Christ. So if we're going to go to the bar, that might be harder than if we meet them at the coffee shop or go out to well dinner said. with them. Mm. So yeah. there's 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 boundaries and there's language. parameters that yeah. we can put around some of those relationships that can help protect us from going too far, you know, off the rails. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think there's a difference too, right? I mean, we are we are called to engage people that are not following Jesus, mm-hmm. but, and I'll use, I think my wife got this language from Becky Dozeman, Probably. but like, <laughs> uh, I don't think our heart people yeah. should be unbelievers. The, Unpack, pe- double the, click pe- on the people that people. we have the deepest connection with, okay. that we share the, that 2% the, the with, people that, <laughs> we would, that we would be mm-hmm. totally in a, in a sense, not physically don't, we're not getting weird here, but like <laughs> totally like naked, yeah. With like like emotionally, Vulnerable. mentally, you know, like mm-hmm. spiritually, like we're yeah. the real deal. Uh I would suggest those people should be people that are following Jesus. Because a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Right. So but it so cannot. you so you, mm-hmm. you want those people that that know you to your fullest mm-hmm. to be followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need connections with, mm-hmm. with unbelievers, mm-hmm. but you have to be be rooted with people that are, are walking in the same direction mm-hmm. as you, mm-hmm. right? Cause it, cause it gets down to, right. And I, and I love uh, you know that idea that your community can help you kind of identify if, Ooh, this, uh, you said you're trying to reach this person for Jesus. You're starting to look a little bit more like mm-hmm. them than mm-hmm. they are you. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was, you know, you go back to that idea of the missionary data, right? The illustration mm-hmm. that, that I would usually use is man, if, I, if I'm standing up on a chair, and I'm trying to pull somebody up onto the chair. It's actually a lot easier for them to pull me down mm-hmm. than it is for me to pull them up. That's because good, because the, the, the reality is, the, and this isn't to say that if you're not a follower of Jesus, like you're a terrible mm-hmm. human being and everything you do is, is evil. That's not what I'm saying. Gravity's on your side. But gravity is on your side, which <laughs> spiritually speaking is the flesh. It mm-hmm. is. The things that they are going to do will appeal to our flesh. Because you're just like them. Because we're just like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, no so, so the things that they do are appealing. Yeah. So so it's easier for them to pull us down. But now you bring it into the, that idea of community. Well, if there are six of us up on a, a, a higher level mm-hmm. and we're working together mm-hmm. to pull one person up to the to the table yeah. level. Sure. That's easier. That's yeah. a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm going it alone and now it gets even com- mm-hmm. more complicated if I'm like, oh, hey, I've got this group of unbelievers I'm going to try to reach mm-hmm. all by myself. Okay, well, now you've got five or six people 
that you're trying to pull up onto a chair. Mm-hmm. How well is that going to work? Yeah. Like, do the math. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is a physics. It's like a visual. There's get, some subject that probably number. applies to this. Well, Jesus <laughs> sent them out two by two, right? Yeah. He didn't yeah. send uh, uh, disciples and apostles out mm. by themselves because they can't do it yeah. alone. Which, again, flies in the face of our of our culture where we're so mm. independent. Yeah. Or that you know, at least that's what we think. We're not. No, we're not actually in, in, capable of being totally independent. No, uh, but th- you know, in our culture, dependence equals weakness. Yes, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to be weak. Which is a mm-hmm. lie of the enemy. Right. It's right. a lie of the enemy. I love. And you didn't talk about it in second service, and that may have getting a little bit off track <laughs> here. But in first service, you even talked about the impact of the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like mass production, mm-hmm. yeah. and how and how that now like oh, totally well, look ruined at, community. We can all yeah. we can yeah. all have our own ruined families. We yeah. can all have yeah. our own. You know whatever this widget Blender, or gadget whatever, is. Yeah. So I don't. Vacuum. I don't need to go to you for a you know a cup of sugar I because just go buy it. And well, I just, I bought forty pounds at Costco, so right. You know now I'm I'm set for a while. <laughs> That's real. You know That's I don't. Real. Uh, see, I thought that was a really interesting mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, aspect of this. One of the practical things, which also gets to another. Sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place. You're good. <laughs> that coffee is <laughs> <that coffee, laughs> That coffee was good. <laughs> you know. Uh, you talk about the 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 practice of simplicity, mm-hmm. which, if we live into, I think actually drives community even more. Oh yes, because if I simplify and I recognize, well, no, you don't. I maybe I don't need to go out and buy a chainsaw. No, because man, my buddy Nate's got a chainsaw. If I if I when I need to use the chain, that's actually a, yeah. A, a, an opportunity yeah. for me to connect with somebody yeah. <laughs> in my community. And I think sometimes people are like, well, I. I don't want to bother that person. I don't want to use their stuff. I don't want to, you know, they're probably irritated or annoyed that I'm asking them to use their stuff. And, you know, we just, we need to just ask. We need to be willing to do that. Because sometimes, I mean, that's a blessing for people to be able to loan their stuff to others mm-hmm. so that they can benefit, so that they can bless them yeah. by using that. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, add on to that. It's not the opposite, but it's um, a different dynamic which we've been talking about uh, silence and uh, solitude is again, that's where you're by yourself, silence and solitude and community is kind of the opposite. Cause now you mm-hmm. got the buzz of others, but the two are wedded. Mm-hmm. I think because I'm going to be a better me. I'm going to be a better Christian. If we can say it that way, if I spend more time in, if I have that time in silence and solitude mm-hmm. and the silence and solitude will be richer. I think if we spend that, time and community because now i have some things that that god can speak to me on about that community mm-hmm. when i'm in silence and solitude mm-hmm. so i think those practices along with simplicity i mean we all know that they all it's like it's like together. coffee in the right danish they pair really <laughs> yes. well <together>. yes yes <laughs> go. don't have squid with your coffee full circle josh <laughs> don't ever have squid <laughs> well, i know we're getting pretty long on time josh let's are we I think so. My, my the counter here is not uh, going, but I see it's recording, so we're good. <laughs> um, but I, I, my question, I, I wonder if each of us could leave the listeners and viewers with a way to get into biblical community. Maybe something that has specifically ministered to you um, uh, through even the family at Radiant Life or outside uh, that has brought you into biblical community. Pam, why don't you? Uh, Okay. So first off, we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Again, said I said that, uh, I think I said in second service, it's not just going to find us sitting in the living room. Which that was, 
that was gold yes. because unfortunately i think yeah. sorry i'm just I'm, I'm, like people people do that mm-hmm. like we we sit we sit at home and this is where you, you told me it's like hey you can't sit at home and just wait for community mm-hmm. to find you yeah right. but we do that yeah. right like we want you know, like there are a lot of us we would probably like to be invited into something mm-hmm. But we're just sitting back waiting for an invitation. Mm-hmm. But the, the onus is on us. Yeah. Well, I thought of the scripture Dude. when you said that, you know, the Bible says in order to have friends, you have to be a friend. Mm-hmm. You have to behave yeah. and and have the hospitality of a friend to make friends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you said this, it was pokey. I, you didn't, it didn't sound pokey. <laughs> well, because I was like, again, you, you were very gentle, gentle. but yeah. you, you were, you're basically saying, Hey, I think there are some of us out there that are complaining about not having community mm-hmm. and complaining about not having friends and complaining about being on the outside, but we're doing nothing, nothing right. yeah. to, to, to intrude and to do the other things. So, yeah. 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 And, and sometimes that's, that's healing that we need from, you know, from past hurts Agreed. and pain and all that. So definitely not diminishing that. No. Um, but I would say, you know what, when I first came to Radiant, which was Sturgis Wesleyan at the time, Sally Heidloff, <laughs> I love her. Um, hey, you guys want to greet? And that's how we started. And I'm, I'm obviously I'm the, you know, I'm, a, I'm overseas, like change makers, our volunteers, that's not a plug for that. But that was the first way that we really got plugged in. And then it built from there. And then we got invited into a life group, D group, whatever, you know, it was at the time we had different language then, and started building community little by little, mm-hmm. little connections at a time, and it just continued to grow from there. And so I'm, I'm a big proponent for the life groups, the small groups, the D groups, all of those things. Um, but also, you know, serving, you start to serve with people, and you start to make one connection, mm-hmm. and then it builds to another connection mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. George, what about you? Uh, that's good. That's really good. Um, I would say pray about and meditate on who. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it's just, I like to watch in the lobby, you know, and just like who's who's where. And, and you know, God can say, hey, go talk to that person mm-hmm. or something. And and that simple talking is, is there. But the other thing I was thinking of too is uh, meditate, pray about the, the value of other human beings. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of that I think that will spur you on and just recognize how much God loves them. Like He loves me, mm-hmm. He loves them also. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the reason why I think that'll 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 help with biblical community is as you see the importance of it, then you start to really the importance of other people. You start to really um, that fills your headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, meditate, dwell on who God is, but also what he's done for us and who, who other people are in, in his sight. So that's kind of long-winded, but... Where have you found that community yourself? Like, where has been the places that you have found and you would encourage listeners and viewers to get into community? Well, uh, like you mentioned, uh, serving uh, has been great. The men's ministry, plug, mm-hmm. <laughs> has been wonderful. And, you know, you just have guys walk up to you and say, you know, hey, I just want to introduce myself. So, you know, I kind of got out there uh, with that, um, Matt McClimmons, McClimmons, never sure how to pronounce his last name, but he and I just started. Uh, he approached me and he said, "Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to meet with you." Um, and That's yeah, awesome. and so it's it's a irregular but still regular kind of meeting that we have. So just do it, you know. Just... And sometimes it comes more naturally for some people than others. It does, but it's totally worth putting yourself in that vulnerable position. 
to invite people in. And it's maybe, you know, it's not going to, maybe when you invite someone in, it's not going to turn into this long lasting Mm -hmm. biblical community, but you just keep trying until you, and asking God to send those people your way until you find your community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I found it just those one-on-one meetings are are great. Mm -hmm. Um, Just sometimes I get a little bold and I just kind of insert myself, <laughs> but that's me. I'm very extroverted in case you hadn't noticed, but, but you know, it's harder for the introverts, but, mm-hmm. but to just, you know, again, in the lobby or just wherever, just hi, <laughs> you, you know, just start to just insert yourself. That's very tough for some people. Mm-hmm. I realize that. But, but yeah. at that point, like, like we have to get over ourselves. I mean, I'm, I'm an introvert, but like, I don't, that doesn't come naturally, but I can't just hide behind sure. personality mm-hmm. or temperament. Say, mm-hmm. oh, well, I mean, this is just the way I am. This is just the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that doesn't exclude me from the need for community. And it doesn't mean that magically now everybody's going to come to me and invite right. me in just because I'd, I'd rather not, you know, go talk to strangers mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, you got it to, to a certain extent. Again, this is where you're more gentle than I am, Pamela. Just get over yourself. Like, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> well, and there's still commands in the Bible that we have to follow. And those yes. are the one and others. Yes. And we can't obey those without being in relationship like, with okay, each other. All you yellows, you just go ahead and do this. All you blues, you're excluded. Uh, you don't have to really worry about that because I know that makes you uncomfortable. No, God doesn't say that. So. For those listening or, or watching, uh, that's the I said this, you heard that temperament test. <laughs> yes. The, the colors that we're, we're, uh, we're referencing. And you should check that out. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Josh, what about you? Where is uh, a place that you have found community, biblical community? I want to use la- uh, Pam's language. So I'll actually, I'll piggyback on, on what Pam said because I found it in both, right? I mean, you see it in serving, mm-hmm. right? When you're in the trenches, like doing doing the things you were created to do with other people who were created to do the same thing. Like there is a, a really cool bond that mm-hmm. happens, right? I mean, one of the, the cool examples we see of this is actually with our worship team, right? which I have the, I have the privilege of, of being part of periodically, right? But I mean, you've done a really good job, JB, of creating a family mm-hmm. culture. That's a community, mm-hmm. right? To where, to where you have that within this group of people, how did they get connected? They all have some gift that, lends itself to uh, the worship team or production and you've you've created an environment where they can actually build community i've experienced that both you know here at radiant life the church that i attended previously right like when you're when you're showing up on a sunday to play music for a few hours with people you're like, oh, hey, man, like you rocking the guitar. Like, yeah. dude, let's We have a lunch. shared mission, like, and that's part of building community is a shared mission yes. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so that groups, you know, Pam, you talked about groups. Mm-hmm. I actually, I got to know Ryan in a life group. And clearly that's you know become like a, a much deeper mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and long lasting thing. So you might think, oh, it's just, it's just 12 weeks of a group. Well, no, like now, you know, we started as a 12-week group. And now we're on, I don't know, 12, 13 years of, of hanging out together. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so I've experienced it in, in both of those yeah. ways. I think for people that are looking to build it, yeah, I think sometimes just that invite. And George, you alluded to this, right? Like just that question. Because, you know, I uh, last year I led a D group, right? And it was just like, I just asked the question, Lord, who do you want me to ask mm-hmm. into this thing? And then as he would bring a name to my mind, I would go and talk, hey, you want to be part of this thing, mm-hmm. right? So, which is outside of my comfort zone. Right, right. <laughs> that's that's not my natural wiring, mm-hmm. but I knew God was saying, "Hey, you got to you got to do this, and here's who I want you to invite." 
Okay. Well, and for those who have a harder time doing the inviting, the life groups are great because you can sign up and you yeah. have community right there that you can start engaging in where you don't necessarily have to invite people in, but you can sign up for that life group. And now you have sort of this built-in community for a while to start connecting with. Yeah, we would say, I mean, not everyone, we're not saying that everyone should lead a life group. No, no. But everyone, I think what Pam is saying there, everyone should be a part of it. Mm-hmm. In some way, or a D group, you know, or a men's group, or a worship team group, or a greeting group, community it, it has it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't live without it. Right. Well, and you yeah. and you alluded to that, like that's it's a command, right? Yeah. This isn't this isn't like a a, a tag on like oh right. like hey if I can squeeze this into my schedule maybe I'll throw right. some, I'll add some biblical community to my spiritual menu. No, like this is something we are. Right. Yeah, I mean, following cool Jesus isn't always convenient, and community is no. not always going to be convenient. <laughs> yeah, so. but you're always going to be forming a community, no matter what you do. It's just who's your community. It, yeah. You know, it's 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 who's your community. Mm-hmm. It's it could be if you're an extreme loner, it's me, myself, and I mm-hmm. with our crushing thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. that's what yes. happens when it's yes. me, myself, and I create the yes. unholy trinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, or it's going to be, it's just going to be happen. So, you know, it's just, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So how do you want it to look? I, I feel the same way look? about spiritual formation. Yes. You are being spiritually formed. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. At all, you're always being spiritually formed. Yeah. It's whose image are you being yeah. shaped into? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. are you becoming more like Christ or are you becoming like the person that you used to be mm-hmm. or, or another person, mm-hmm. a group of people mm-hmm. that is not following Christ? Um, yeah, you can't stop that train. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to happen. I know for me, uh, community, definitely the worship team, but uh, I would say even this year, uh, we started a cohort with the worship team where it was just a, a small group of people from the worship team. And it's a year long uh, experience that's very, very in-depth. It's very, um, uh, how do I say, personal. Mm-hmm. In, the word intrude mm-hmm. that you used yesterday, this is definitely... Mm-hmm part of this group. And so that's been just a beautiful experience of community for me. I've learned so much from the people uh, that I'm doing this with so much. So it's like, I had like this loose skeleton of, of how I thought this would go for the year, but these folks have shaped and made this cohort to be what it is by their input and, and the things that they have brought to the table. They've really put the meat on the bones in ways that I never could have by myself. I never could have, it just wouldn't be what it is without them. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the truth of community altogether. Like we won't be the most and the best people that God wants us to be under his authority unless we're together, Mm -hmm. unless there's that one anothering Mm -hmm. that you uh, alluded to. Well, because you go back to your image of the body, right? Like we Mm -hmm. are only one small part yeah. of a bigger thing. Right. Fingers, like, toes, to think eyes, that, ears. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a skin cell to think that I can do this all on my own. <laughs> skin cell. Right? Awesome. Like, I, mean, I'm, I mean, how arrogant <laughs> is that? I like how you made yourself a skin cell, not even like a, a hand or something. <laughs> you had a quote, Pam, didn't you? And I missed it, but it was, it was something like, it's kind of like, because it was vibing with what I had kind of said at the, at the February men's thing, something to the effect of whatever we have individually mm-hmm. in Christ it's multiplied it's mm. magnified mm-hmm. in community mm-hmm. and i've experienced that that's been wow. it's been i mean mm-hmm. we've all experienced that where you have some good thoughts and you study scripture and you're like wow god's mm-hmm. really speaking to me then you get with a group and it's like 
oh, gas let's on the take fire. this to another yeah. level. And those are some of like the the D groups, our discipleship groups. It's yeah, kind of yeah. getting in the word and then sharing with each other. But what, what was that? So, cool I don't, well, say it again because I actually, I actually think you said that at the at the men's. Thing. I was going to say I don't know. I, I don't said, remember that I quote, said George. At the men's, but then you had a quote, <laughs> had, and I'm like, quote? oh, that's well, the exactly only quote like, I have was John Acuff. Okay, and which that, that was, was a, which that was a good quote, or it wasn't a quote. Sorry, it but it was something, something on the slide. It oh. was something on the slide. So all your slides about experiencing more. Yeah, I think um, you had the word abundance in there. I could be wrong. I'm looking through, my but it's that here. whole concept of this is just a a deeper level, a greater level. I mean, I did say you know, biblical community helps us experience life more fully as God intended. Mm. That was it. Okay. That's it right okay. there. Multiplication, yes. exponential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's just math, isn't it, Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> for the social studies teacher. <laughs> I thought you were a math teacher. A little cross-pollination. No. Oh. No. He came in talking all sorts of math, didn't uh, he? He did. So that's I what he did. He kind of was, too. Our whole family's pretty much humanities. Christine is English, you okay. know, oh, so cool. we don't, we aren't, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, real quick before we, before we wrap it up, Pam, was there anything... Like you walked off the stage and you're like, ah, oh, man, I wish I had more time that I could have hit on this. Anything like that you want to use this moment? I mean, there for? were things when I was preparing the message that I was going to go over and we carved out and such. But I feel like, I mean, through our conversation here and through what I um, was given to speak on stage, I feel like, you know, adding to it is not okay. necessary. So. Okay. It was succinct. That mm-hmm. was good. Cool. Yeah. No, that was a good word. Good word. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you again, uh, 753, five, five, 55 <laughs> subscribers to the YouTube channel, those watching and those listening. Uh, we will have news next week. We'll get you a date. Yep. We'll have a date and we'll have something going for the coffee tasting experience. Nice. George, it's been great having you on the podcast, your thoughtful input. Thank you. Thank you for coming and uh, giving. It's been a thrill. Well, I know today <laughs> I is a vacation pod- day for you. I love podcasts. And so to be on one, when he asked me, I was like, oh, okay. And I had a hard time like not jumping around. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> the fact that it's a vacation day for you and yeah. you chose to come hang with us, we yeah. feel honored. Oh, this is a vacation day yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. And Pam, definitely, um, I hope that you sensed uh, an affirming presence of God mm-hmm. in the gift that you offered mm-hmm. and, a, and a push and a nudge in the direction of, of God's calling yeah. because it was evident to those of us mm-hmm. who were on the receiving end of that, we've seen it for many years. And uh, I'm just excited to see what the Lord does next. Yeah, it's going to be too. awesome. Me too. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for this 25th episode of yeah. Radiant Reflections. Thanks again to Pam and George for joining us today. Um, we're excited to come back next time with episode 26. But in the meantime, if you would like, share, subscribe, rate, review, comment, all the things that we normally tell you, uh, that would be awesome. And since we've got two bonus guests, you should share it uh, on twice as many platforms as that. you normally do, uh, just so that people can uh, hear just the, the brilliance of what they brought uh, yes. to the podcast today. But uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Until then. Bless. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out the Radiant Life 
theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.